It's the High School Holler Sports Show with your boy representing those mighty monarchs, the undefeated mighty monarchs. We're undefeated. Yeah, y'all undefeated, man. Please. <laughs> Where's Mendel, Mendel still? Hey, hey, hey. We undefeated, though. Yeah, y'all undefeated. I ain't going to lie. We ain't y'all lose nobody. Yeah, y'all, you ain't lose to, to anybody at all. <laughs> at all. <laughs> I'll hey, ride that. And this is C-Dub, Craig C-Dub Wallace representing the Thornwood Thunderbirds. You know, we took a little loss, but we're going to get back up and uh, dust ourselves off. And joining us, it's now the Coach's Chatter. And Coach's Chatter is brought to you by Digital World Wireless. They're taking care of all your wireless and electronic needs across the south suburban areas as none other than Coach Larry Williams of the Chicago Vocational Career Academy, also known as CVS, the Mighty Cavaliers head football coach. Welcome, Coach. Thanks for having me. Well, Coach, you know that uh, the Cavaliers took a tough one yesterday. You took a tough one. But before we get into the game, let's talk a little bit about you, man. Uh, Chicago native? Yes, I am. And, Born and raised. And, and what class you repping? Class of 90. Class of 90. Class of 90. He was two steps behind. Yeah, right, right. Two, two steps behind. I ain't two mad at you. He got, he got a whip of 88, though. You he, know what I'm saying? Yeah, he knew yeah. what it was like. He, he knew, knew, he it, was knew like. it was like. He knew, you know, I saw Coach bobbing his head when the music kicked in. Right, so right, I, right. I, you know I, he I kind of felt he had a whole soul about it. What high school did you attend, Coach? I also attended CBS High School. Okay. All right. Give him back. All right. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I like to see. A Cavalier class of 1990. Coming back coaching the Cavaliers. Right. I know, right? Right. So, Coach, what, tell us how you got um, into the coaching range. What, well, first of all, let's start with with, with your what happened after your your time with uh, the some? Cavaliers. Oh, well, After I left high school, I went to um, Joliet Junior College for a semester playing football. Okay. At that time, um, I had football coach. got a job at Knoxville College, which was HBC. And, oh, that's uh, right. In Tennessee. That's right. Back then in Tennessee. But back then, um, I never knew about the HBC because growing up in ur- urban Chicago, right. um, a lot of black colleges didn't recruit from um, the inner city. And that's something Craig and I uh, talk about all the time, that how, how a lot of us back in the day, he and I are also products of HBCUs, Florida right. A&M University. Ram you. And we talked about how we, we didn't have that exposure. Right, right. Absolutely. And so when I went to Knoxville, I think that was the life changing for me. I mean, the atmosphere, um, meeting all the people from all across um, the states. I mean, it was just a life changing experience. Never thought there was something like that outside of the city of Chicago. Mm-hmm. And so what led you into the coaching ranks? Um, when I came back uh, from Chicago, back to Chicago from um, Virginia back in 99. And so when I came back, I got my first job uh, working for the um, Department of Children's Family Service. And so I went back to my old high school, who was the head coach at that time, Chuck Chambers. So I just got on his um, coaching staff, and I just didn't want to coach. I just wanted to be his recruiting coordinator to bring in kids inside the school. Right. All right. And so my first recruit was um, – Isaiah Williams, okay. everybody known as Juice, right? Juice, yeah. quarterback right. at, at um, Illinois, so he was my right. first big recruit. Okay. So, uh, was it hard to get him to come in? Um, not really. I don't think it was because the school sells itself, and so you know we bring them up to the school and and bring the product at that time, which, which was good. Mm-hmm. And so I mean I think it was an easy sell, an easy pitch. Right. right. Yeah, he was good back then. I, good. I saw him in high school, yeah. man. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I was impressed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Coach. Well. Uh, Listen, uh, you have uh, a good coaching staff, and it's made of some dedicated men. Um, 
And you even have a legend, a Chicago legend, uh, on your coaching staff. Tell us about your coaching staff there at CVS. Yeah, but, but one criteria before we get to my coaching staff, honor to be on my on myself, you had to be a college grad. Okay. Right. Because I don't believe that you can tell kids about college if you haven't been there. Correct. So how can you tell them about a product or about a school or about a black college experience? I like that. Or about a college experience if you've never been to a college. Right. I, I, I like that. Right. That's I good. Like that. Once again, another coach with a different criteria. Exactly. I like that, coach. You know, so for me, it, 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 you know, it is about, you know, wins and losses, but at the end of the day, you have to have education. And, you have, and we're trying to raise men. Because one day, I always tell them, one day in practice, you're going to have a family. You're going to have a son. Correct. You're going to have a daughter. Correct. And so you're going to have to provide for your son or your daughter, regardless of what you and that, his mom or baby mom, whoever go through, you still have to provide for your child. Right. All right. So. All right. Well, well, we'll continue. Go tell us about the coaching staff now. And um, so also I have um, Coach Glenn Johnson, um, who's been in the, around coaching for the last thirty six years. Right. Yeah. He's coaching right, legend. Right. Absolutely. He's also in the Hall of Fame. He's also was at um, Dunbar for the past thirty two years. I exactly. believe. And um, I, I looked, I looked up a guy, Coach Johnson, because he has some uh, some turbulent times at his last year at Dunbar. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so um, I knew Coach Johnson. Coach Johnson coached me in eighty eight. At Chicago vocation before he left and went to Dunbar. Hey, CW, yeah, you see how he had to roll right. back and think about it. So. Right, but, you know, that, that, yeah, <laughs> that long that ago. Year, right. <laughs> and so, um, wow, that that's must have been a great experience to have him come on. Correct, and he also is best friends with our passing coordinator at the time, which was the offensive coordinator at the time, was Charles Chambers, Chuck Chambers. Okay. And so he asked me, um, is it okay if we bring Glenn over? Because Glenn is having a tough time with Dunbar. And he really needs to stay in the coaching, you know, right. for him to continue to live, you know, his life. And I said, Coach, I don't have a problem. And the, the first thing they both said, that we're not coming over to take over your program. Right. We're just trying to come over and help you mentor you and make you a better coach than what you are. Right. That's respect. And so I just brought exactly. him in with open arms. That's that's wow, that's respect. Passing down knowledge. Absolutely. And I also have um, um, another alum of CBS, um, Craig Brown. He's a defensive coordinator, and also have um, Joe Anderson, who's also an alum from Chicago Vocational High School. Mm-hmm. He's an offensive line coach, and also have Tyrone Smith, um, and also Curtis Hinkle, and also um, Tyrone, I'm sorry, and also Short Ryan, who's our strength and conditioning coach. Okay. okay. So you have a full staff right. and, and, and dedicated staff. Absolutely. Man, and, and most of them are alumni. Right. And that's, that's what I like Absolutely. to hear. That's the important. They're giving back. Right. Absolutely. Coming back to, when you come back home, it makes it, it, makes it that much better. Right. You feel better what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's a lot of pressure when you got a big alumni. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. CVS has definitely Absolutely. a large right. y'all, alumni. Y'all had college classes. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, Coach Williams, uh, uh, your Cavaliers finished last year, uh, what, three and six, and already this year your team has started off the season with two blowout wins. What did you do different with this team to prepare for the season and come out with a crushing crushing teams 56, well, 58 to zero and 48 to zero? Um, the first thing we did um, on the offseason, we changed a lot of our team diet. Um, we mm. got away from the um, fast food. We got away from the Flamin' House, mm-hmm. the, the, the Wildwood Pop, all the things that teenagers love to eat. Right. So we tried something different. We visited a, we visited a, a couple of colleges this year and, 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 and tried to model their nutrition program, even though we could not afford it. Could not afford it but we right. have some good sponsors who helped us with some nutrition and things. So the first thing we did, we um, changed their nutrition and we changed the weight program. We okay. tried to get them fast. We tried to get them stronger and we and we develop them and send them to a lot of camps mm-hmm. and so 
Um, now, was that how how you got them to change by sending them the caps, or did you have to run the hallways and say, "Hey, I see you with them flaming hots. Put them down." Right, um, right. I think when you send them to camps and and, and and they see students or, or other student athletes and other programs and suburban programs, right? Some kids around the other country and they, and they say how strong, how fast, and how you know how good they are because a lot of colleges it's only twenty two hundred scholarships every year in Division One, mm-hmm. and so how good are you? Are you one of those twenty two hundred? Right. And so most students know. Um, how good they are, how good they have to be. But a lot of them don't want to put in the time and put in the work exactly. to get to what they, where they want to be. And we find that's a, that's usually one of the main factors. There, there's so many uh, uh, students could be great if they just put in the time. And if they saw, exactly, like you said, you're putting them around and exposing them and putting them in uh, environments that is conducive to them and letting them see that this is what they want to do. Absolutely. Okay. Well, you know, Coach, one of the things that um, I wanted to talk about is uh, prior to the last night's game um, with the Sun Warriors, you lost a key member mm-hmm. of uh, of your football team, right. uh, star running back Everett Henderson, due to an act of senseless violence, which uh, we'll talk about in a moment. What did you uh, tell your team after that uh, track, that unfortunate event that took place with Everett? What, what did you tell them um, going into yesterday's game? Um, well, Going into the yesterday's game, it, it, it wasn't much for me to say because whenever it came um, and visited us on um, Thursday, mm-hmm. he said a lot. So Everett was pretty much the head coach at that time when he came and addressed the team, and he also um, addressed some of the student body. And so me as a coach, only thing I told him, as we tell him every day that I'm an extension of your father, which most of them don't have a father. Most right. of them have moms and aunties and uncles that are raising them. And so I can only um, tell them the basic, but they're not getting at home. Like I told them, um, I can't teach you how to love, but I can teach you how to be a man. That's what that's what your mom, your aunt, and your grandma teach you how to love. And so, so, so what, what, what I did is, it's just like we just fight about a, a losing battle because the streets are more powerful. Than me, oh than, my goodness! Than, yeah, than the X and O's or right. whatever I'm telling them regarding life. So the best thing I can tell them is, 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 is just um, um, I, I, I told them, Ed, Everett is not a, a miracle; he's just a walking testimony. Right. And so you you all listen to what he said because they they don't listen to what te- to what the adults say. They say we don't know it all. Right. But exactly. I've been learning that teenagers would listen to other teenagers. Right. And so I really didn't really say too much after Everett said all that he said. You know, to the team. Now, unfortunately, you you, you took a, a a tough a tough loss uh, 55 to 14 uh, but uh, do you think that any of what transpired from Everett was emotionally draining on your team um I wouldn't say it was emotionally um, um, draining I believe that yesterday Solero was just a better football team mm-hmm. and uh, Everett was um, big on offense he also was our quarterback on defense um, Everett called all the plays on defense. He made all the adjustments on defense. He was just that good of an athlete. And and, 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 and also Everett was the backup quarterback. And we lost our backup quarterback as well. Right. Um, the, the same. Major loss. Major loss. Major loss. With a concussion. Right. So he's down three weeks. And we lost Everett, who was the second string quarterback. And the, and the third string quarterback um, was not ready for a level like this. So we right. had to be um, – 
convert our wide receiver, who's the starting wide receiver, mm. to quarterback. And so then we had to put other people out of place, and then we were still when we then we lost two starting linemen to ACL tears. And, mm. um, one had a sprained ankle, right. and then the first day kickoff of game we lost our starting tailback who replaced Edward, right? Who, who right. replaced Edward and our middle linebacker to a separated shoulder. So now mm. everybody so, was playing so, out of place. So, so you, so the mass unit came out. Right, right, yeah. right. But. You, you, so now you're two and two, correct? We're two and two. That's correct. Okay. okay. And with Phillips, uh, you know, defeating I believe Westinghouse yesterday. Right? Yeah, they beat right. Westinghouse. So you still got a shot. Yeah, you we still, still got a shot to bring this home. Yeah, we still got a shot, but 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 in reality, we just want to make sure we you know we get out there with no further injuries because we believe that's the next three games, those three games to be competitive against Al Raby, mm-hmm. Westinghouse, and, and King. Right. So we think all those three games are winnable games for us. Okay. Okay. Well, Coach, let's uh, switch gears just for a moment since we uh, have been talking about Everett. Um, you know, we've talked to a, a lot of coaches that come on to the coaches' chatter last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had opportunity to talk to. Uh, perspectives, IIT, uh, math and science track coach, and uh, he shares some of the uh, challenges within the coaching fraternity. And one of the, the interesting things that you brought up that he mentioned, and, and we'll get ready to play this clip uh, from Coach Jesse Hardy, the track coach from Perspectives IIT. And I want you to, to chime in and see if the, the coaching fraternity are feeling the same thing. This is head coach, head track coach from Perspectives IIT, Coach Jesse Hardy, on some of the challenges he faced as a coach. What are some of the uh, few challenges you've encountered as a track coach over the over your years of coaching? Well, um, a couple of them are uh, having challenges of being a better role model. Uh, okay. From from those street role models. Right. Um, you know, credibility with me comes with hard work and good grades. Credibility on the street comes with you know um, throwing up a gang sign or right or, or, or doing something something wrong. You know, I, so that's my biggest challenge is just getting those kids to believe in what I'm giving them. Now that was head coach, head track coach of Perspective IT Math and Science, uh, Coach Jesse Hardy speaking to some of his challenges that he faced, and he's saying being a role model against the street role model. How do you feel about that? I, be, I think he's one hundred percent correct, mm-hmm. and I mean I, I, I preach it every day because I believe that um, some of these, well, a lot, a lot of these students think that getting shot is the norm, right? Going to jail is the norm. Being on probation is a norm. Having a celly is a norm. I mean, they just feel like things like this supposed to happen in our community. Right. And then I feel just like there's a lot of adults and um, a lot of the parents, I mean, they feel like, you know, this is a norm. They would come up to the school if somebody take a cell phone. They'd come up to the school if a teacher take a hat, but you would get nobody there for a parent conference. You'd get nobody there for Correct. a car exactly. pickup. You would get nobody there when, you, when, you, when your students come in late. Case in point, we start school now at 8.50 just because a lot of students want to come in school at 8 o'clock. Now we still got students coming in at 9.40, when school starts an hour later. Right. And, 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 and there's no repercussion for, for none of these students. Exactly. I mean, the streets are tougher, harder, and they get more respect than anybody who's doing good. They like coaches, teachers. Et cetera. And At it's least. all, you know, I, I believe it's all uh, um, 
influence, of course, and I know we know this by pop- popular culture. Because if you look, think back, you know, and I, sometimes, and my wife gets on me about this, sometimes we go back to our generation. If you think about what was on TV, what was on the movies, we watched Bill Cosby and the Cosby Show every day, and we watched uh, uh, A Different World, and they was going to colleges, and he wore the black college sweat. So that made us, back then, want to go to school. Absolutely. It was what was on That's TV. True. Spike Lee did his movies. You know, school, school days, days and all that. Yeah. That made us want to go back. What's on TV and what's being played right now is nothing but drama and conflict. And that's what's surrounding us now. No, right. so it's just, you know, unnecessary. So, you know, I feel you, Coach. I feel right. you. Now, uh, Coach, is there – I heard you briefly mention it about Everett. Mm-hmm. Are there any updates that you can share with us about Everett? How, how is he in – how is he doing right now? Eric is doing um, t- tremendous, Ronnie. He was released on Thursday. Um, I, I want to say around 11 o'clock. And the first stop he came was the Chicago Vocational. He was the first stop he made. So All he, right. He got there around noon. And he didn't leave to, he, he didn't leave to about two, a couple of hours. Ago. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he met with a lot of the student body. He met with a lot of the faculty staff. And it was just like, it was just an emotional moment. Very emotional for Evan and a lot of the students and the players. Whenever to arrive um, on campus, right? Well, right. we 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 glad to hear that Everett's right. doing well. We wish know. him well. We yeah. wish him the best, and we wish him uh, a, a quick recovery. Uh, we know that uh, uh, the football, you know, may be uh, something that is wavering and may not be able to get, but that's all in God's hands, and we're just going to leave it as that. But we're going to send our. Uh, all of our blessings to him. You know what I'm saying? Hold and him and his family up in right, prayer. Right, right. So please and pass that along from us. Now, I, Coach. I, be- I sure will. Now, Coach, before we let you go, let's go back to football just for a minute. Over the next few weeks, the Mighty Cavaliers, you have an opportunity to claim the spot atop the conference. Break you down these teams. still got it, Coach. You, you got a got shot. It. You got a shot. You got a shot. Break down the teams that you'll face in the next three weeks. Uh, next Thursday, you got... Uh, yeah, last year's champs, Phillips. Phillips. Okay. Yeah, Phillips was probably um, probably on the, one of the best teams in the public league, hands down. Right. I mean, all across the board, they're fast, they're quick, they're strong. Um, and I mean, what a lot of people don't understand, I don't think any public school can compete with Phillips because of the feeder program that they have. Um, Phillips has a, what they call the AUSL program. Okay. And so AUSL have 16 elementary football teams, mm-hmm. and each football um, team have a Fifth and sixth, seventh, eighth grade program, and all those schools, all those students are funneled to two schools, Solario and Phillips. Phillips right. So, so everybody wonder why they just got so good overnight. Overnight, I mean, it, right? It, 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 it's not nothing that they. So pretty much, they got like a, a miniature farm team of, of players that Absolutely. are already conditioned to play football. Absolutely. So that's why the, the traditional powers are diminishing, like Simeon, Morgan Park. CBS is the Hubbards. That's why all those programs are diminishing because all those players are just on to one. And that's what happened to Mendel. And I don't think that, about it. Really? Yeah, really? Yeah, we that, still, yeah, really? That's what happened to our school. That's what happened to y'all's school? I, I don't know. But it's real. not about me. It's about coach. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I think until that system changed, Phillips and Solera is going to be a top of the, the spectrum for Long time, right? A long time, and okay. so um, after Phillips, we play Western House. Uh, we just, I just left the Western House game. I think we match up well um, with Western House. Western House is the passing team, mm-hmm. and I believe right now um, my secondary has nine interceptions. I think okay. I got one of minus Everett. I think we probably have probably one of the best secondaries. In, in, Actually, in, you do in the um, <laughs> right in, in in the conference. So I feel we we match up with them well as well as with, with um, uh, was it Ravy that you got coming up? 
Al Raven right out the right. Al Raven right, and right King. out the Philip. Right. Then we have uh, Westinghouse for homecoming. Mm-hmm. Then we have King. Okay. King has, has struggled. Um, a very very young team, and I think that's one team that um, I mean we should, we shouldn't have a problem with. But the Al Raby and Westinghouse is a key game. We just have to win one of those games to you know. Uh, Megan, I think we should, we should be we should have a full team minus Edward minus Everett um, by the time we play um, our Ravens. Okay. Well, Coach, we we definitely want to thank you and appreciate you and what you mean to our kids because they're right. not just kids that you know we don't. Right. They're our kids. We are village now. Right. Uh, the high school holler sports show are adopting all high school. Student all, athletes right. and students, all of them. Come on. We, we we are we are adopting them all. So we thank you for what you do for our kids and teaching and molding them to to go out here in the real world. And please, once again, from from CW and, and, and myself, uh, you know, let Everett and the Henderson family know that we're holding them up in prayer right. and we wish them all the be- the very best. We wish you in the CVS or the. Chicago Vocational Academy. <laughs> Chicago <laughs> Vocational High School. Right, CBS. right, right. We, we wish you and the Cavaliers to finish strong. You know, we we, we know that you you're suffering some injuries, but we right. still feel like you can you finish can strong. Pull you can, you yeah. pull it off. You can pull it off. And if there's anything we could do here on the H2S2, please let us know. Right. right. Yeah, and I, and I will give Everett and his family um, um, your blessings, and I want to thank you all for for inviting me. Because you didn't have to, but you did. Of course. And I appreciate course. you all for doing that. Well, I'm not going to say nothing. My wife, she went to CVS. She made me. No, I'm just right, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 but we, no. we love reaching we out. Love you know reaching what I'm saying? Out. And we appreciate everything that you're doing. Like I said, you giving back directly to your old alma mater and, and doing the things that you do. And we know that it seems like it's an uphill battle. And there's a lot of things that we're facing uh, with the communities and with our youth. But we have, the way I look at it is we have no choice, especially as men, we have no choice but to keep moving forward. We can't give up. We can't stop.